and welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes. I'm an author, lifestyle entrepreneur, former pro athlete, and world record holder in football. My goal with the School of Greatness is to share with you stories from the most inspiring business minds, world-class athletes, and influential celebrities on the planet to help you find out what makes great people great. So please leave us a review over on iTunes and join us on the web at schoolofgreatness.com to be notified of each episode when it comes out. Now let's get after it. And today's guest is a very special guest, uh, very close to my heart. His name is Brian Clay, and I'll tell you why in a second why he's so special. But he's an elite athlete who discusses the balance of mental, physical, and emotional health to help achieve the greatest feats in athletic competition. So some interesting facts about Brian Clay. He was born in Texas and raised in Hawaii. He had his name and his picture on the cover of the Wheaties box for participating in the Beijing Olympics. He won silver in the 2004 Olympics and finished first at the 2005 World Championships. He's a gold medal winner at the 2008 Beijing Olympics in the decathlon. And the decathlon champion is referred to as the world's greatest athlete. So he's got some pretty amazing accomplishments. The reason why Brian is such a special individual to me is because I always wanted to be an all-American athlete. And going into my senior year, I remember being extremely inspired by Brian's achievement at the Olympics in 2004. And I remember watching all of the videos I could find on him, breaking down his technique, how he did all of the different events, and it really inspired me to become the All-American athlete that I did become in the decathlon. He was the guy that I followed to learn how I could do it myself. So it's great to be coming full circle now and actually interviewing the guy that I was really inspired by while becoming an All-American athlete. But we've got a very special segment on this interview called Talk to the Coach. Now, I had a chance to sit down with Brian's coach, and here he introduces himself. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format helps you learn at your own pace and fit earning a degree into your life. From before you enroll to after you graduate, you'll be supported by people who are invested in your success so you can pursue your goals, knowing that help is available if you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Okay, quick math. The less your business depends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep, obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite 
lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite, and you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash greatness. netsuite.com slash greatness. Again, head to netsuite.com slash greatness. Kevin Reed. I'm the head track and field coach uh, at Azusa Pacific University. And then Brian Clay's um, uh, coach as well, personal coach. So I asked him about what makes Brian a champion, and he said this. Uh, the thing that makes Brian a champion, beyond his physical attributes, uh, is he is, even when he came and he really didn't know any better, he's always wanted to become a student of the sport. Um, and he, he does a great job of, of walking that line, of wanting to understand everything that he's doing, um, but then still at the same time, trusting me and the other coaches that are, that are a part of his group, even if he might not quite understand yet what we're doing or what we're trying to do with him, he still trusts us that, you know, that the road we're, that we're on is the right road. Even though as much as he wants to understand it, and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll sit down afterwards and, and still try to work through it practice after practice, um, he's, just, he's a student of the sport. At the same time, he's, just, he's so coachable. Uh, he'll, you know, he'll do whatever we ask him to do. Now, my follow-up question was, is a champion born or trained? And here's what he had to say. Uh, there's a little bit of both on that. There's, there's obviously some baseline physical talent, um, but there's a lot of people walking around with a lot of physical ability that don't have the ability to put it together when it counts. And Brian, I think Brian has proven over the last... I've been going on, you know, 12 years now uh, with his success at the games. He's able, he's been able to put it together when it counts. As a decathlete, his success is really measured by what he does at the Olympic Games. And with a silver in 2004, the gold in 2008, uh, 2012 kind of yet to unfold. Uh, I, I mean, he's shown that he's able to bring it and put it together when it counts. Big thanks again to Kevin Reed for taking a moment to chat with us. So as you can tell, Brian is an incredible athlete, and we're honored to have him on the show. So let's get straight into the interview with the world's greatest athlete. Tell me a little bit about how you got started in the decathlon in the first place. Uh, yeah, so I, I was a when I was growing up, I was not a good kid. You know, I made a lot of bad decisions. I uh, got into a lot of trouble. Um, kind of was, you know, from one school to another. And uh, my mom got me involved in counseling because of some, you know, things that were going on. You know, with my parents being divorced and all the fighting and the abuse and all that kind of right. stuff that was going on in the house. Um, my mom found out that I was uh, suicidal, and so at, you know, I think it was fifth or sixth grade or something like that. Um, she said, you know, hey, look, you can either run track and field or you can swim uh, and that was because of the advice of the counselor right. and uh and you know i mean it's it sounds funny but it's true i i, I didn't want to wear speedo and so i, I chose track and field and, <laughs> and that's kind of how it all got started so uh how old were you then uh you know i think i was in sixth grade i was i was okay. it was my sixth grade year um when i when my mom gave me that choice and and 
that's kind of when I started on a club team. But before that, I did, you know, I, I competed in school, and there was like inner school competitions right. and physical fitness competitions and things like that that I competed in. And I always wanted to play football or, or you know, be on the, you know, the popcorn football team or the basketball team or something like that. But um, just because of my behavior, my mom wouldn't let me play because she was afraid I was going to end up getting into a fight or, you know, doing something stupid, and, and then you know we'd have more problems to deal with. So, um, so yeah, she said those are the only two sports that are individual sports. And you know, if you do good, it's because you did good. If you do bad, it's because you did bad. You can't blame anybody. You don't have to touch anybody. So, so those are the ones you can do. Yeah. Now, why do you think you were such a bad kid, or why were you suicidal, or what made you think those? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what made me. Uh, you know, kind of dip into the depression and all that kind of stuff. I, I know that my family life, things were just kind of in turmoil. Um, my, my parents, you know, their marriage was falling apart. Um, I wasn't doing well in school. I was constantly getting in trouble in school. And, and, and you know, so you, you just take all of that. And, and then, you know, the fact that, you know, I, I, I really didn't know, you know, any other emotion than anger. Um, you know, if I got sad, it turned into anger. If I was disappointed, it turned into anger. Um, that was what was modeled for me. And that was all I saw. Uh, and so, and so that's how I acted, and uh, and you know I think you know all those things had something to do with it. But I also think that that was just uh, that was just where I was and, and the path that I was on. And so uh, it, it took a lot of work to, to to kind of refocus myself and get away from all that. Uh, and it took the, the help of so many people to to help me understand how to get away from there. And it took a long, long time too. Yeah. Tell me about a little bit more about your mom. Because it sounds like she has a big influence in your life. Was she the most influential person for you for making the decision to transition? from being a bad kid to, you know, where you're at now or? Yeah, I think my mom, you know, played a very pivotal role in, in my, my growing up. Um, you know, there were decisions that she made that to this day I still don't completely understand and, and I'm not exactly sure uh, how um, she had the wisdom to make some of those decisions, right. you know. But um, I, I think a lot of it maybe was just out of desperation because mm. uh, she didn't know what else to do. But, you know, I, I learned this a, a few years ago um, after the 2008 Olympics. I, I, I talk about this when I go and speak to, to different, you know, groups and things, uh, corporations and things. But, uh, you know, my mom... Um it just did her best, you know, and, and really that's, I think as a parent, you know, I'm a parent now, as a parent, that's all you're called to do is, you know, you give your best, and and I think, you know, deep down inside, I think God honors that, you know, when he sees that you're giving your best, he'll honor that, and I think your kids turn out, uh, will turn out okay, and, and, you know, you'll do a good job, and so, uh, you know, for my mom's, you know, for everybody, their best is something a little bit different. For my mom, you know, her best was, was kind of feeding me these little, um, these little uh, seeds that she was planting in me, you know, telling me that I was going to make it, that, that there was a plan for me, that God had a plan for my life, and some of those different things. And uh, and with her giving her best, you know, I was able to to now you know reap the benefits of, of kind of that 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 effort. Yeah, she so was giving you confidence the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Um, now let me know when. So you won the Olympic gold in 2008. You won the silver in 2004. You were world champion a couple times, right? You're national champion. Yeah, you yeah. Top of your college, top of high school. You yeah. were like. All state in high school, four different four different events. Yeah, right? yeah. Now, when is it that you knew? When was the moment you knew you were a champion? Or that you knew you were one of the top? Um. Oh gosh, I mean. You know, I guess from a very early age, I always knew that I was uh, that I was blessed with an ability to run. Um, I knew that, uh, and I started winning. You know, right around that, uh, that my high school years, I started to put together some some good meets and started winning some meets, and uh, and that went really really well. Um, 
but you know, I, I don't know if you ever realize, that, you know, that you're you're the best. I mean, even now, uh, after accomplishing everything that I've accomplished, I still don't see myself with some of the guys that came before me. Yeah. You know, I, I still feel like I'm still trying to attain yeah. that. Yeah, yeah that, that you know, like Bruce Jenner and Bill Toomey and Rayford Johnson and and uh, you know some of those guys that you know uh, have done it uh, and, and really kind of paved the way. It's just weird for me to think of myself in the same boat as some of them. Uh, and so, I don't know, maybe once I retire, you yeah. know, it'll, it'll settle in and I'll feel like maybe I belong to that group. But, but right now, uh, you know, I, I feel like I haven't quite reached that status, you know, and I, I want, I want to, that's what I want to be able to have my name mentioned with those guys and, and I want to f- have it feel comfortable. So, uh, so we'll see. I, I don't know, but, uh, but, you know, I think I've done a good job. I think I can always do better. Right. Uh, and hopefully we'll be able to do that this year uh, going into London. Right. What, um, what's the main thing? I know we talked about this before, but what's the main thing that drives you to be the best? What is it? Is it more you think your family? Is it think you have something to prove? Is it? Well, you know, I mean, I, I do have a family now. I've got three kids and a wife. So, you know, just putting food on the table and keeping a house, a roof over their head uh, is, is, a you know, I think is driving itself. But, but realistically, you know, the, the tr- track is just what I love. I, I love to do it. I always tell people, you know, track is, is what I love, but it's not who I am. So, so while I, I spend a lot of time here on the track and while I, uh, while I'm constantly trying to better myself and, 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 you know, I want to win and all that kind of stuff. Um, that's not the only thing that, that matters to me. Uh, and, and, and my family is very, very important to me. My faith is very, very important to me. And so, uh, so I spend a lot of time making sure that those, that my priorities are, are in order and, and my priorities are, you know, faith comes first, family comes second and track and everything else comes third. And so, uh, you know, that's how I do it. I know other people do it differently, but that's what I, that's how I reach the, the most success. Right. Um, and, and, you know, with that, uh, I'll, I'll never forget, my coach told me um, when I was getting my track scholarship, when he was giving me a scholarship, he said, Brian, to, to whom much is given, much is expected. Yeah. And uh, and I've never forgotten that. And so I, I truly believe that uh, with what I've been blessed with, with the ability that I've been blessed with, with the platform that I've been given, um, it was given to me for a reason. Right. And, and, and I'm supposed to go out and share my story and try to make the world a better place, even if it's just one person at a time. And, and that's what I'm trying to do. I, I want to inspire and, and do what we say in my foundation, you know, build champions and change lives. Right. Right. Now tell me about your faith. So you were a bad kid, got into fights, uh, and growing up in Hawaii. Now, mm-hmm. when is the moment, and your mom was always talking about taking you to church. She was talking right. about prayer. When was the moment where you started to turn to start believing in your faith? And when, uh, what was the moment or the day, or do you remember the... It, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't until my, my sophomore year of college going to my junior year. I mean, we always had, you know, my mom uh, left when we were younger and, and went away, became a Christian, came back, um, and, and knew that she needed to, you know, come back to her family and, and do that sort of thing. And so, so all that went on, and she came back, and when she came back, she was she was on fire for God, and, you know, started making us go to church, started making, uh, you know, my dad go to church and everything, and, and it was, it was you know, it was difficult at first, because it was a very different lifestyle than we were used to. But, um, uh, you know, when I first started going, it wasn't something that I that I really enjoyed doing, but um, but then you know it kind of grew on you, and, and and it was just something that was constant when I was younger. I always tell people that I I had a relationship with Christ through my through my parents, you know, um, but I didn't have like my own kind of relationship, you know. Um, but it wasn't until that sophomore year, uh, that summer of my sophomore.
sophomore year in college that I, I kind of hit rock bottom and, and kind of, you know, kind of got into a depression again and, and kind of, you know, got to the point where I was like, you know, what would any, what would somebody say about me if I was, if I wasn't here? Mm. Um, you know, I wasn't doing good in track here at the school, um, at Azusa Pacific and, and, uh, uh, I wasn't really doing well in my grades and things like that. Not as well as I, I wanted to be doing. And, you know, I was just unhappy. I, you know, I mean, I had friends and all that kind of stuff, but it was just, it wasn't the type of friends that give you, you know, like joy, you right. know, that make you want to wake up in the morning. And so, uh, just kind of fake friendships. And, um, my girlfriend at the time had broken up with me and I was like, Oh, this sucks, you know, cause this is the girl I wanted to marry. And by the way, now she's my wife. So, I mean, this was a girl that I wanted to marry. I knew this was the girl I wanted to marry. And she had broken up with me and I was like, Oh, you just screwed that one up. And so I kind of fell into this depression because I, I asked myself the question, like, what would somebody say about me if I wasn't in the room or if I was, you know, better off if I was dead. And, uh, and the only thing I could come up with was they would say, you know, Oh, I remember Brian, Clay. he was a really good athlete. And at the time I wasn't even like that good of an athlete. I mean, I was good for my school and I was good in high school and that sort of thing. But there was, you know, a, a U.S. level, like a national level that I even hadn't even tapped into yet. And then there was an international level that, that I wasn't even close to doing. I mean, it was still a dream. It wasn't, it wasn't reality at that point. And so, uh, so I felt like even that was a lie. You know, and so really, you know, what it came down to was there was absolutely nothing that anybody would have to say about me um, if I was dead. And and that hit me hard. I was like, gosh, that sucks. That, that really sucks. Is that when you started turning? Yeah, and that's and that's kind of when I was like, okay, well, if I want life to be different, what do I need to do? You know, what what am I going to do here to change things? And and I started, you know, I didn't have anything else to fall back on. So you know, the thing I fell back on was all the things that my mom you know, kind of mirrored for me. Now, my mom wasn't perfect, you know, but, but there were certain things that she did well. And, and so, um, you know, I fell back on those and I, I'd start waking up in the mornings and I'd go sit in the, the cafeteria and look at my Bible and just be like, okay, you know, what am I supposed to be learning here? Like, where can I find some help? And I just flip through the Bible and find something I'd read for a little while, eat my breakfast and go to class, you know? And that's kind of how it started. It just started with these disciplines of these little things and, and that grew into something, something bigger. Um, and that's kind of what started the whole, the whole, you know, turnaround for me. And, and I've been tested pretty hard since then. And, and, uh, and, and I think that, uh, you know, we made a pretty heartfelt decision to, that I wanted to live differently. You know, the thing for me is I remember a pastor was preaching a message once and it was about change. And, and he said, you know, the human, uh, you know, a human person, uh, we, we won't change until the process of change looks better than where we're currently at, you know, because that process of change is, it's scary, it's lonely, it's the unknown, um, it's hard, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and nobody in their right mind is going to willingly step into a process like that unless they're, you know, where they're at is just unbearable. Right. And, and, and so that's kind of where I was at. You know, I saw what the future was going to look like had I kept on that path. I mean, things were going off everywhere. Things, things were just happening. I mean, it was almost getting kicked out of school and it was getting, you know, I mean, it was just bad. And, uh, and I just saw what life looked like if I had kept going and I was like, that is not the life that I want, you know? And so I, I chose a different one. So I've always been curious to know about, um, some of the greatest champions and winners of our time in, in athletics. Mm -hmm. And when I think of a winner, I think of someone who's got a strong belief and usually it comes down to belief in themselves or belief in their faith or God. Mm -hmm. Now, do you think you put a stronger belief in your faith that everything's going to work out well, that you're in the right position and you're just going to let things unfold? Or do you have a strong belief in yourself and your dedication and your commitment? And uh, what, uh, what, what do you put more belief in, yourself or God? Oh, gosh. I mean, you know, that's a tough one. I mean, I mean it's tough, but it's not tough. I mean, you know, for me, 
I have to believe in myself. I have to believe that I can get the job done and all that kind of stuff. I don't think anybody that's out here uh, can can do what we're doing without some sort of belief in themselves. But I think that's it's confidence more than anything else. Um, but I, but I also think a lot of athletes, when you talk to them, will tell you that you know there are so many situations that arise that you have absolutely no control over. Right. That that you know, uh, that, and 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 they have to happen. It, you know, they have to go well for you to win or for you to get that gold medal. And so I think a lot of athletes will have a belief in like faith or, or, you know, in God because they understand, or at least for them, they feel like, you know, look, somebody's controlling it. Somebody knows what's happening and it's not me. So, it, you know, it's gotta be them. Uh, for me, you know, my faith is it's, it's where I get my strength. It's, yeah. it's, it's everything. It's, it's my core. It's my, where I've built my foundation. Um, and so I have to put my belief in my faith. I think the difference is, you know, the question that we asked, I was going to, you know, I wanted to do this, uh, um, I wanted to do a, uh, uh, a documentary on, on, you know, does God really care? You know, um, does God care if you win, you know, if you win the football game or if you score a touchdown or if you win the gold medal, like, sure. does he really care about stupid, trivial things like that? Is he on your side? Yeah. Is he on your side or like some other guy that's praying right next right. to you, you know, like, why does he choose you over that right. person? And, and I think at least for me, what I have found is the, the, the answer is God doesn't really care about like, you know, the, the outcome of a, of a games or, or of a, of a football game or something like that. What he cares about is the process. It's the, the lead up to that, you know, it's the lessons that you're learning along the way. So for me, it's like, you know, I talk to people and people are like, Oh, do you have your gold medal? Like, would you keep it in like a safety deposit box or something? I'm like, no, like, dude, my metal sits like in my sock drawer, you know, half the time I can't find it, you know, it's somewhere in my house hidden. Um, and I try to explain to him, you know, the metal is great, you know, it's absolutely amazing, but the metal, it, it, it's a symbol. And in my book, I talk about this, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a stone of remembrance for my life, right? So for me, because my faith is, I'm, I believe so strongly in, in my faith and, and the fact that God is, is right there along with me and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, you know, I, I feel like my medal is 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 just a way for me. Like God allowed me to win the medal because when people ask me how did you win that medal, I can then say it's because of the faithfulness of God. It has right. nothing to do with me. Like I worked hard and I do like this, but so does everybody else. Right. You know, everybody else does the exact same thing. But I think it's because the faithfulness of God in my life. He, you know, I, I think you know God gives you those blessings, or He'll let you win, or He'll let you lose. So, so that, you know, so that it glorifies him, right. you know, so it always comes back to him, not, not, not us. And so, um, so for me, you know, it was all about the journey. It was the lessons that I learned on the way. And, and what I can do is I can come now, I can take that medal and I can walk out there and I can say, look, I, yeah, I, I won this medal. It's great. But, but look at what God's done in my life. Look at the faithfulness that, that you know, that he, the fact that he's always been there and, how can you deny that there's a God? Like for me, I can't deny that there's a God because I know I've, I've experienced it. And ultimately that's what, uh, that's what, you know, as, as a Christian, that's what you hope everybody else would do too, is that they would experience God in some way or shape or form in their life and become a believer, you know? Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's gotta be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. 
One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, now what was the biggest setback over the last 15 years for you? Biggest obstacle you had to overcome to achieving your goal? Oh, geez, I mean, right now it's just age. <laughs> you know, age is, is, a, is, a big, is a big obstacle right now. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't train like I used to. I mean, I train just as hard, but, but I need to be smarter and listen to my body so more. I, yeah, I'm not recovering as quickly. Uh, and I'm still doing okay, but, but it's, it's tough as you get older. Right. So that's that. And then, of course, we've had injuries and things like that. But... Um, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's never not a challenge. There's yeah. always, you know, something trying to knock you off the, the top, sure. you know, uh, or, or derail you from, from, you know, reaching the top. And so uh, to pick one, uh, I don't know if I can pick one, but, but there's always something. I mean, if it's not, you know, my own personal struggles with keeping my priorities order in order or, or maintaining balance in my life or, or something like that, then it's, you know, then it's uh, problems with sponsors. If it's not problems with sponsors, then it's, you know, problems on the track with technique and that sort of thing if it's not problems on the track with technique then it's you know uh meets or you know or there's an injury or, or something there's always something and, and and that's that's what i mean when i talk about the journey it's it's working through all of those challenges and clearing all those hurdles and obstacles and and learning the lessons that need to be learned uh, uh, you know when you're when you're going through that uh and and at, in the end hoping that you come out a champion yeah. you know a true champion not just a champion on the track but right, right. but a champion in life as well right, right. Now, what's been the most proud moment for you in your athletic career what's been the best moment was it winning the gold on the podium was it um, these box what was the no no the best moment? the best moment for me was was when I crossed the the finish line um, of the 1500 meters when I won the gold medal I was I was I crossed the finish line I came in I think dead last in the 15 which, <laughs> you know I absolutely hate that race yeah. but but I think I came in dead last in the 15 I was completely exhausted um, I, I didn't even know if I was gonna be able to run it um, wow. but I, I ran it and, and finished dead last and laid down on the track and 
when I crossed the finish line, I laid there on the track, and you know my eyes were closed and everything, and I was I was just kind of thinking like, oh my gosh, you you just won, you did it, you did it, you won the gold medal, yeah. And and this slideshow of my life was going through my head, and it was like I was seeing like all these scenes from my life fast forward through my 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 my, my head, and and. Uh, it would stop on one slide and, and I would be like, oh yeah, that was worth it. You know, and it would fast forward again and it would stop on another slide and I'd be like, oh yeah, that was worth it too. And I mean, so it just kept doing that and it fast forwarded all the way to the point where I was laying there on the track. And, and what I realized at the time is I had, you know, by no means am I perfect. By no means did I make great decisions all the time, made tons of mistakes. Um, but, but I had accomplished my goal, my dream for my life. I'd accomplished it at a, at a young age. I was 28 and I had absolutely no regrets. Um, and for me, that was the proudest moment of my life. My family, um, my, you know, my faith was number one in my life. My family was number two and track and everything else came through. And I maintained who I was. I maintained my values and my morals and my beliefs. Um, I maintained my priorities. I didn't sell my soul for a little bit of fame or for, for, for the win. Um, you know, I stayed true to who I was and what I was taught and, 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 and what I believe. And I was still able to succeed because there are a lot of people out there that will tell you that, you know, you can't do it the way that I did. You can't maintain your values. You can't maintain your morals. You have to um, sacrifice or give in certain areas. You know, you might give in your, with your family. You might be, you know, staying late at work and going to meetings rather than eating dinner with your family every night. A lot of people tell you you can't do that. You know, you can't eat dinner with your family every night and put them in front of your career. Um, and, and I was able to do it doing exactly that. Uh, and so, so that was a very, very proud moment for me. And, and I'm just trying to, you know, look, I'm just trying to, to, to be the best guy, the best man I, I can be in life. And, and if that means that I go out and win another gold medal, great. If it means I don't, and I, and I just have my family, well, you know, that's great too. Either way, uh, it's a win-win for me. And, uh, and, and I think I'm going to walk away from, from my career and, and move into my next career being a very satisfied and happy person. I'll tell you what, Brian Clay has an incredible story and I truly enjoyed doing this interview. It's amazing to me that Brian has achieved so much and still maintains such a balanced life. And if you'd like to learn more about Brian, then make sure to visit his website at brianclay.com. And you can also check out the Brian Clay Foundation where he hopes to build champions and change lives. As always, feel free to head over to schoolofgreatness.com to sign up for free to be notified of our next episodes. And if you appreciate the show, please leave us a five-star iTunes review because we love to get the positive message out to the world. Until next time, thanks for listening and make sure to do something great.
You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium bang and a Lufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. At Metro, get an iPhone 12 with 5G and a dual camera system for $99.99. Take amazing pictures and share them instantly. And don't put up with life's yada yada. Yada yada. Like photo bombers. Zoom, crop out, yada yada. And bye. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Get iPhone 12 with 5G with no activation fees and not a yada yada. Only at Metro by T-Mobile. Switch Metro, bring your ID. This offer isn't available for customers currently at T-Mobile or that have been with Metro in the past 180 days.